0: Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes.
1: Broke in More Ways Than One Written by Bob Ramsey Paul Goldberger had dinner at her home ten years ago. Back then, Goldberger was the architecture critic for The New Yorker, having done the same at The New York Times. Old was speaking the next day at a Ramsey talk and we'd invited a table full of Toronto architects to hear from the Dean of the profession's tastemakers and critics. He was also a witty guy who asked me, do you know the world capital of churches converted into condos? He asked because we lived in the old Riverdale Presbyterian Church on Pape, south of Danforth, which had been converted into condos. I quickly racked my brain. London? New York? Boston, Goldberger replied. Why Boston? Because the Catholic Church had to sell so many of its churches there after they ran through their insurance following the sexual abuse scandals of the early 2000s. In fact, I'm thinking of writing an article about the relationship between sexual perversity and urban planning. He should write that piece now. Because a lot more Catholic churches are going to become condo conversions as their liability insurance runs dry and the lawsuits pile up for the church's role in the residential school's tragedy. The great unwinding has already started. Last month, the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Newfoundland started selling land to pay survivors of abuse at the former Mount Cashel Orphanage. The Archbishop of St. John's, Peter Hunt, said these properties are the first of many the church will sell following a Supreme Court of Canada ruling in January. But Mount Cashel was so long ago, in the 1940s and 1960s. Well, of course, that's also when so many Indigenous children were also being abused or left to die in the residential schools. The difference is we're only just finding out about the residential school scandal now. But this time, I doubt the lawsuits will pay out a measly $2 million to four class-action plaintiffs in the Newfoundland case. It will be quantums more. Last week, the Globe and Mail revealed exactly how rich the Catholic Church in Canada is, how little they've raised to help Indigenous Canadians, and how virtually all their assets are at risk of being consumed by legal claims. The Globe combed through CRA documents and concluded that the 3,446 registered Catholic Church charities, mainly dioceses and parishes, had combined assets of $4.1 billion. That's big, though not shocking. What's shocking is that in 2019, the Church raised a total of $886 million in donations. This makes them the largest charitable organization in the country by far. That $886 million is many times more than the donations to the biggest university, hospital, or disease charity in the land. Despite this, only between 15 and 25% of Canada's 12 million Catholics attend Mass, and those numbers are following. Here's the irony. We know Catholics are good at fundraising. They're the best. It just depends who they're raising that money for. As part of a 2007 agreement with Ottawa, the Church agreed to pay $29 million to compensate for their malign neglect of generations of young charges at the residential schools. Of that amount, the Church raised only $3.7 million. The other Church groups involved in the settlement, United, Anglican and Presbyterian, paid their full shares. Meanwhile, as the CBC reported last month, the Catholics spent $300 million on gilded cathedrals, including $128 million on renovating St. Michael's Basilica Cathedral in downtown Toronto. During this time, they also spent $2.7 million on lawyers to fight and fog and delay the claims. We know that the Pope has so far refused to apologize for the residential school scandal, though Indigenous groups have secured a meeting with him for December. There's also a petition out there with 17,000 signatures calling for the Catholic Church in Canada to lose its tax-exempt status. Maybe for these most faithful members of the flock, it's time to say enough, because this rich church is not just financially bankrupt. Today's Ramsey Rights was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to ramseyinc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com.